Welcome to Dairy Stream, brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, sister organizations that fight for sensible dairy policy in Wisconsin and Washington, D.C. Dairy Stream focuses on issues affecting the dairy community and our customers. Hi, I'm your host, Mike Austin. Looking at ways to help you feel more secure over your farm security. Welcome back to another edition of Dairy Stream. This really is our focus today as we talk about beefing up your farm security. And when we talk about agriculture and really farmers in particular, they do remain high when it comes to respect from the common man and generally the common consumer. But there are a group who are actively attacking farmers. And today we're kind of looking at procedures and things you can do to make sure your operation is more secure. And today to help us out with that subject is Casey Kindler. She's Director of Membership and Marketing at the Animal Agriculture Alliance. And Casey, welcome to this podcast of Dairy Stream. I think a lot of people are aware of the Animal Agriculture Alliance and what you do, but can we maybe just start out with a workman's definition of the specifics of who you are and what you try to accomplish? Absolutely. Hello, and thank you for having me. Uh, the Animal Agriculture Alliance is a nonprofit organization, and our mission is to safeguard the future of animal agriculture and its value to society by bridging the communication gap between the farm and food communities. So really everything we do is about communicating accurate science-based information about animal agriculture and about dairy farming. But also as part of our mission is we do monitor the animal rights activist movement because they are actively attacking farmers, dairy farmers included in that. And so we provide our members with resources on how to mitigate those threats. Let's just start with some basics. And in this particular incident, I want to talk a little about providing basic on-farm security. Uh, What should a farmer invest in to really make themselves not an easy target for these activists? So all farms should really invest the time to implement procedures to ensure the safety of their personnel, their livestock, and their property. So really the most important step to take is ensuring that you have no vulnerabilities on your farm in terms of animal care or environmental impact that could be exploited by animal rights activists. So it's all about you two proofing your farm, your operation, and making sure there's nothing going on that you wouldn't want to be broadcasted to the world. So activists have really shown that they are willing to exaggerate things, fabricate things, or take things out of context. So we, as you know, the dairy community, really can't give them any more ammunition to use. Uh, so really, it's all about protecting yourself by implementing science-based animal care practices, environmental policies, and really just always striving for that continuous improvement. Now, speaking of equipment, there are a lot of different ways to protect yourself. And if you go to any kind of farm show over the last decade or so, you've been seeing more of this coming on the market. From your perspective, can you talk a little about what type of equipment should maybe a farm invest in if they want to have better security? So taking really basic steps to secure your farm can really go a long way in making it more difficult to access by intruders and animal rights activists. So these things include uh, really basic things like no trespassing signs, making sure you're locking your gates that you have, um, making sure you're locking doors, um, having fencing around your property, but also some equipment farmers should invest in for even better security is, you know, look into motion sensor floodlights, look into alarms, security cameras, really anything, any system that notifies you via text message and really help you to even better secure your farm. 
Now, we talk about security, be you a farmer or any business person, and even as an individual, we're really stressing now cybersecurity because there's a lot of attacks that come that way. So with our world becoming much more tech savvy, how can that farmer really beef up their operation when it comes to cybersecurity? Farm security these days does include cybersecurity. So we've seen a lot of big companies um, be in the headlines for cybersecurity issues. So in addition to coming onto farms, activists are looking for ways to infiltrate farms using technology. So making sure that you are protecting your farm and your employees from this by controlling access to any of your farm computers, by installing spam filters, uh, coaching your employees on what to do about suspicious emails. You know, don't click those suspicious email links. Um, using up-to-date software, making sure your computers are always up-to-date, and using tools like firewalls, multi-factor authentication, um, and even you know, consider limiting which employees have access to truly sensitive information on those computers um, on your farm. We're speaking with Casey Kindler. She's Director of Membership and Marketing at the Animal Agriculture Alliance. And you mentioned that key word, employees, and we've got a lot of employees now on many agricultural operations. So what can I do as a farm owner or farm manager to make sure those employees are really prepared? You mentioned a couple of things, but what else do we need to express to them? So it is so important to empower your employees to be your eyes and ears when it comes to both spotting potential animal care concerns, but also animal rights activism. So making sure that everyone understands the issues and how to handle different situations. So activist groups, they are carefully targeting both your employees and farmers and encouraging them to become quote unquote whistleblowers. And so really making sure that your employees understand why they might be approached by an animal rights activist and really helping them to understand their true intentions and the true intentions of animal rights activist organizations. Um, So really, it's a really great idea to make this part of employee trainings, including a video, including written materials that your employees can can watch and can read and can have in their back pocket to really serve as reminders of what animal rights activists are doing today as far as the tactics, um, but also Another thing you could do is, you know, post flyers around your farm office or in your barns about farm security and about, you know, keeping farm security top of mind. Now, a lot of farms have action plans, be it, you know, for farm security, for animal well-being, for, you know, employee well-being. But specifically, when we talk about uh, a a communication action plan when it comes to uh, animal activists, can you explain a little bit what items should be in that crisis communication action plan? So thinking through your response plan in advance of a crisis really helps you to immediately jump into action when a crisis hits. And really that can save you precious time. While everyone hopes that you don't have to activate this plan, you know, spending the time to create it and maintain it is very well spent. So some typical things that should be included in a crisis communication plan would include potential crisis scenarios. So sit down with your employees and brainstorm, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen? Um, And, you know, brainstorm those scenarios out so you're ready if that scenario ever hits. Also, designate an internal crisis response team. So who on your farm team is going to be taking action when a crisis hits? Who, what are their responsibilities going to be? 
also a list of stakeholders and who on your farm team is responsible for contacting each one. So stakeholders can include your employees. So when a crisis hits, you want to make sure your employees are informed. Uh, Law enforcement, so your local law enforcement contacts are critical. Contacts at your state and national associations, neighbors in your community, community members, but also don't forget your customers because in a crisis situation, really your customers, so the name brands, um, the restaurants, retailers, they are likely the true intended target of the activist activity. So making sure you're keeping them in the loop is really important. Um, But then also just a few more things to make sure you include in this crisis plan and this communication plan are draft those key messages, draft that press release in advance, and then you just have to plug in the specifics um, if a crisis were to hit. So that can save you a lot of time. And I would assume that you want to make sure that the protocols to your crisis communication action plan has to be visible or easily accessible. So if something does occur, employees, if they don't remember what they went through with you, can specifically go and, again, review the information? Absolutely. So keep a binder. Don't let it get dusty. You should always be updating this crisis plan, but make sure your employees know where it is and know what their role is and if their role changes. Um, It's really important to go through uh, team building activities using this. So pretend you're in a crisis mode and go through it. So when a crisis does hit, you're a little bit more familiar on what your role is in this crisis. And we are actually going to go over some farm security scenarios after the break and really what you do next if one of these things pops up. So please do stay with us for the entire podcast. I think you'll find that very insightful. And also remind you that, you know, we're going to kind of go over these topics, but we won't go really in depth and really the source to get more information and kind of see how you can better protect your farm is to contact the Animal Agriculture Alliance because they've got a, a great website and a lot of good positive tools to help you. I have one more question though, before we take our break and we currently are talking with Casey Kindler, Director of Membership and Marketing at the Animal Agriculture Alliance. We're talking about beefing up your farm security from animal activists. And before we break, let's talk a little bit about specific timeframes. I mean, are there any timeframes that farms and farmers are at a greater security risk? Unfortunately, yes. So while farms can be the targets of animal rights activist attacks at any time, there are some timeframes that we recommend that you be extra vigilant. So these would include if your farm has been featured in the news recently, so especially with something involving animal welfare, um, that can make you an activist target. So while we definitely don't want you to not try to be in the news, you know, you should be in the news spreading the word about your farm, uh, your, your values and you know, your community, um, that might make you an access target. Um, Also, an increase in any calls or emails requesting information about your farm or an increase in any kind of harassing or critical comments on social media. Um, An unusual interest maybe in employment can also be an indicator that your farm could be at greater risk uh, for an activist attack. Um, Just for an example, the Alliance, we are extremely vigilant during our stakeholder summit. So that's our annual meeting. So whenever we are planning that and we receive a lot of suspicious requests, for registering for that event, we're extra vigilant, but also when we're in any high profile media interviews, that's another time where we are extra vigilant. So same thing for farms. Hmm. So yeah, be aware of those red flags. Some good insight during the first half of our dairy stream. Again, I'm your host, Mike Austin. We're glad to be spending some time with Casey Kindler, Director of Membership and Marketing at the Animal Agriculture Alliance. After our break, we're going to take a look at some of these farm security scenarios. And if there's one that you know seems like it could be a problem for you, 
what do you do next? Well, we've got the answer, lady on hand, and we look forward to that. Thanks again. We'll continue in just a moment here on Dairy Stream. And we'll be right back with our Dairy Stream podcast after we hear from our sponsor. There's only one way to effectively safeguard the future of animal agriculture, together. And now we finally have the opportunity to come together in person once again. The 2022 Animal Agriculture Alliance Stakeholder Summit, slated for May 11th through the 12th in Kansas City, Missouri, is your chance to meet and collaborate with stakeholders throughout the food chain and across commodities. Be informed on the latest news, data, and improvements in animal welfare, sustainability, and other hot topics. Be ready with the tools to work side by side to protect our livelihoods. Be here as we come together to connect, engage, and protect the farm and food communities. Join us at the 2022 Summit. Come together for Animal Ag. Be informed, be ready, be here. Early bird registration is available through March 9th at AnimalAgAlliance.org. Well, welcome back to Dairy Stream. It's brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. And today we're talking about beefing up your farm security from animal activists. We thought for this second half of Dairy Stream, we would go into some scenarios when we talk about farm security. And Casey, let's begin with this. Uh, activists are lining up to protest near your farm. Maybe you're hosting a June Dairy Month event or that, and they're aware of that, and they want to share their message as the owner or the person on that farm, what do I do once I know this? So the very first thing you should always do is contact local law enforcement. Then after you have contacted local law enforcement, if you have any um, security guards or any security staff on your farm, make sure you're briefing them. Um, Also, if you have any expected drivers coming to your farm, make sure you're contacting them and letting them know the situation because they might not be able to either enter your farm or leave your farm during the crisis and during this activist protest. Another thing to do is make sure you are preparing a statement and designating one or two people as your official spokesperson. Um, so if you do get media uh, calls or if you, you, know, you are asked to answer a question, you know who's going to answer those questions. But also remember, do not engage with the protesters. And then another thing to keep in mind is go ahead and monitor social media during the protest. So have someone else on your farm team go ahead and and find the activist group online on social media, because likely scenario is that that activist group is live streaming to Facebook or to Instagram. And so if you're able to watch the protest unfold online, you're likely able to see, okay, what's going to happen next? Because in a lot of scenarios, they do kind of give you the play-by-play of what's going to happen next. What are they going to try to do next? Are they going to try to, you know, which part of the farm they're going to try to access next? And so having someone on your team watch that for you can really give you insight into what can happen next and help you better prepare. Um, But also, I want to make sure... Farmers out there realize that it's really important not to give in to activist demands, no matter how tempting they might be. Um, So some activist groups might say, you know, just give us one calf and we'll go away. Um, While they might go away for an hour or the day, they're going to be back. Um, So really don't give in to any activist demands, um, but also make sure that you're recording what's happening as well. So while they are recording it, um, make sure you're taking photos and taking down information uh, so you're able to give law enforcement a lot of information. And also you're able to, you know, have that information in your back pocket and share with your neighbors and your other farms so they can be prepared uh, for the potential for active activity in the future. 
And just to clarify again, that one point you mentioned early in the conversation is because this has happened on other farms and in other scenarios. Again, why are you reminding producers not to confront the activists? Why is that a bad thing to do? So activist groups are always live streaming. They're always videotaping you. And so really their goal is to get you irritated, to get you mad, to get you to say something in the heat of the moment. And then they're going to broadcast that and it will shed a bad light on the industry as a whole. And so making sure that you're keeping your cool and you're not engaging with the activists is the best uh, case scenario for your farm and for your fellow dairy farmers. Now, Casey, in some scenarios, there actually is an activist that you may hire and be unaware of it, but you've been watching their behavior and suddenly say, well, I'm just wondering, is this employee possibly an uh, activist? If that's the case, what do I do? Uh, so first off, farms should really take steps to prevent an activist from being hired by thoroughly screening all job applicants, verifying their past employment conducting background checks, and confirming they're not a known activist before you hire them. But if you do find yourself in a situation where you think one of your employees might be an activist, your loyal employees, your seasoned employees are really your best assets. So having those new employees shadow your loyal employees for a few weeks, having a trial period in place where at the end of the trial, if you don't feel things are working out or you think, hey, this might be an animal rights activist, you're able to terminate that employment. But also, when hiring a new employee, go ahead and have them sign some agreement forms. So this can include an employee care agreement form, an employee acknowledgement of company policies form, a non-disclosure form. And if the employee violates any of those agreements, and they likely will if they're an animal rights activist, then they can be subject to immediate termination. So all of these things that you can do uh, beforehand can really help you if you do find yourself in the situation of potentially hiring an activist on your farm. That's a well-thought-out position. Again, we're spending time with Casey Kindler, Director of Membership and Marketing at the Animal Agriculture Alliance, and we're putting up some farm security scenarios for you, and Casey's doing a nice job of explaining them. Uh, what about this one? Uh, you know, you're there, you know, go to the mailbox, and you get a letter, or probably even more likely, you open up your email, and there's a piece of information from an animal activist. Uh, in some scenarios, do you ignore it, or do you always respond? I mean, what do you do next? So it is the best scenario to always not respond. Okay. Activists frequently use letters, emails, social media, you know, calls to really aggressively demand changes in farm animal welfare policies or sourcing policies. So they will position themselves as an animal welfare organization and not animal rights. But really make no mistake, their goal is to eliminate dairy from your menu. So when you get these letters or emails or your know, social media requests, they are just fishing for companies or farms who have particular policies maybe or maybe you don't, um, about whatever issue it is. Um, and they are likely going to a lot of people. So they've sent out this email or this, this letter to numerous other people in the industry. And knowing not everyone will respond, they're just looking for someone to be a soft target. They're looking for someone to respond so then they can jump on it. Um, so really just keep in mind, if you don't respond, they don't know you've never received their correspondence. Um, really, they're just left wondering if it hit a spam filter or the email address was incorrect. So on the flip side, if you do respond and they know you received it, now they know that your email address is correct and they're likely to copy your email pattern and, and email to other colleagues or other farm members, um, the, the communication as well. And so really responding, uh, we don't recommend that. So and it's best to just not respond to these inquiries.
Thank you for that answer. Uh, we talked in our first segment of Dairy Stream about, you know, looking for ways for better security. And a lot of farms now do have signage. Uh, that many cases are saying, you know, please check in first before, uh, you know, coming to the farm or not advancing any farther than this until you have checked in. But what if you get an animal activist that just comes on the farm, never checks in? How do you respond to that? always approach the person, approach approach the animal rights activist, and just tell them that unexpected visitors at the farm, tell them the farm is not open to the public and that, you know, appointments are required to meet with any employees or to to do a farm tour, take their contact information, and say you'll pass it along to the appropriate team member, but avoid promising them anything. So avoid promising them that someone will reach out to them um, because activists are very insistent. And so someone, you know, they're insistent that someone needs to respond to their questions or meet with them. Don't get drawn into a back and forth conversation. Just simply reiterate that the farm is not open to the public today, um, that they need to leave. And if they do refuse to leave, contact your local law enforcement. And that does seem like a logical step to take. And uh, there always is that option of the local uh, law enforcement. Again, we're spending time with Casey Kindler. She's Director of Membership and Marketing at the Animal Agriculture Alliance. And we're looking at some farm security scenarios. And on this one, uh, it's probably happened, unfortunately, more often than others. Uh, you have somebody comes on the farm, they look like they have agenda or they are upset and you know they want to video the farm. Again, if you see that, what do you do next? So activists on your farm will likely be live streaming or recording any interactions, um, trying to get any video footage that they can use. Um, so really don't give your consent to be recorded or filmed. Tell them that the recording is not allowed on your farm. And even if they say they're not recording or if they turned it off, stay on your guard. They have been known to lie about, you know, turning the camera off or putting their phone away. Keep your cool, remain professional. Their goal is to get you frustrated and get a reaction from you, and you don't want to do that. So we went over earlier in the podcast about, you know, keeping your cool not only for your farm, but for farms across the nation, you know, dairy farms across the country. Um, really making sure you are a positive light for animal agriculture and not losing your cool. And just to go one step further on that, I would presume a worst case scenario is you trying to take away that video camera? Oh, absolutely. Do not do that. So, you know, don't engage any more than you, you have to with an activist. So, you know, tell them, you know, it's not allowed. Please leave. If they refuse to leave, call local law enforcement. So really, that should be your step-by-step -step process with every activist scenario is keeping it very simple, very brief. Don't get, you know, drawn into that back and forth conversation and really get local law enforcement involved if they refuse to leave. And Casey, now with today's technology, I mean, people can learn what's going on in your farm without actually physically being there. You know, the era of the drone is with us. So what about that? What if someone is kind of, quote unquote, enters your farm by the use of an unmanned drone? I mean, if I see that, what do I do next? So unmanned drones, um, they really do hold the promise um, in various fields of agriculture, but animal rights activists are also adopting the technology in their efforts to capture images or footage to use in their media campaigns to really damage public perception of dairy farms. So if you do see a drone flying overhead or activists filming at your property, there are some do's and don'ts that the Animal Ag Alliance recommends. So do report it to local law enforcement immediately. Several states 
do have legislation in effect that provides privacy protections that are specific to drones. Uh, so we recommend taking the proactive steps now to really understand what your local ordinances are and to know your property rights. Secondly, do not shoot down the drone. And so while that might be tempting to some, it's really not a good scenario for anyone involved. Also, do protect your your people, your employees, and your animals if a drone is about to crash into them. So, you know, take those precautions, but don't attempt to uh, be combative. Um, remember, the drone is videotaping you. Also, do not have a large group approach these individuals or approach the activists, as that might escalate the situation and bring more attention to their cause. So avoid a large gathering of, of a group of observers, even from a distance. Another thing is to notify them that they are on private property and ask them to leave, but don't use force. Also, really important is to write down as much information as you can. So write down their vehicle license plate number if they're on a vehicle. Um, you know, do film the activists and their, their drones themselves. So you are legally allowed to do this. Um, you know, take the precautions to record it yourself, document it, um, but don't touch the drones, don't shoot the drones down, even if they are flying over your property. Well, certainly, Casey, you provide us with a smorgasbord of great information and valuable information on what to know about farm security and how to beef it up on your own farm. And even though I would like people to, to listen to this podcast several times, just because I'm sure they like the way you and I sound, but if they're looking for an easier way to get answers and don't remember exactly what was shared on the podcast, where should they really go? What kind of uh, outlets do you have, website, information, that kind of stuff that they can kind of keep this top of mind. So for more information and resources about farm security, uh, you can visit the Animal Ag Alliance's website at animalagalliance.org. And we're also on all the social media channels, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, so connect with us on there and we'd be happy to talk about farm security with you. Well, again, it's been great talking with Casey Kindler. She's Director of Membership and Marketing at the Animal Agriculture Alliance. And as we uh, bid adieu here on this version of Dairy Stream, I'd just like to ask you to maybe share a, a couple of final pieces of advice for, you know, what a farmer listening to this should look at and try to remember regarding on-farm security. So all farms should really invest the time and the energy to build trust and confidence with their customers, their neighbors, the media, opinion leaders in your community, because being involved in your community and hosting farm events or sponsoring other events, you know, bringing milk or cheese to local baseball games, being present on social and having those relationships with your local media and your local opinion leaders can really help you down the line if you are a target of an animal rights activist attack, because you're able to use that positive rapport that you've already built up with your community and your community members will have your back. Um, so really investing the time and the energy to build up your trust beforehand, before you need it, is really important. Um, also, another thing to really keep in mind is that in a crisis situation involving an activist group, your consumer-facing customers, so the restaurants, the retailers, the food service brands, are very likely to be that true target. So making sure that they are hearing from you on a regular basis and hearing your perspective and knowing and being reassured that you are handling the situation is really important. And then the final thing uh, I'll leave with all these dairy farmers to take away is to really start a conversation and a relationship with your local law enforcement now. 
the first time they visit your farm should not be in crisis mode. So go ahead and invite them to the farm and have a great time. So whenever you are in crisis mode, uh, they will know your farm in and out and be able to help you. So I guess what you're really saying, Casey, is when you're talking about um, responding to the movement of uh, animal activists, uh, what we're really looking at from the industry itself is for people to be more proactive in communication and build that as kind of one of their first lines of defense. And by being a, a better communicator and taking the proactive thought process, you are really better protecting yourself against those that are trying to harm you. The more proactive you can be, it'll help you when you do have to be reactive. Well, she's a real pro at what she does. And again, I want to thank Casey Kindler for being our guest. She's the Director of Membership and Marketing at the Animal Agriculture Alliance. I also want to thank, as always, the lady that makes sure that we're secure on this broadcast. And uh, that is Joanna Guza, our producer and editor. I thank her for another stellar job. And we thank you for your time and attention on a subject that really does need a lot of attention. As again, bottom line is protecting you and protecting an industry that is so vital to our nation's economy and to each and every family that's listening to Dairy Stream. Again, until we meet again, I'm Mike Austin. Thanks for being a part of today's Dairy Stream. The Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative would like to thank you for listening to Dairy Stream. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please subscribe and rate Dairy Stream. We value your feedback. And if there's something you'd like to hear, just email us podcast at dairyforward.com.